Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh. <laughs> yes, welcome along to the Keith Walsh podcast with me, Keith, and my friend, Mike in Clare. Hello, Mike. Hello, Keith. How are you today? I'm good. I decided to do a proper intro so that anybody that just decided to start listening for the first time, or maybe they've been listening for months and they still haven't got a clue what the fuck is going on. So uh, my name is Keith Walsh. Uh, I'm a former radio presenter, and this is my old boss from when I worked in a hotel in London. Uh, yes. In the 90s. I know it's random, <clears throat> but who the fuck are you to decide what we're supposed to be doing on this podcast? You know, who who dictates where people who speak on podcasts come from? We don't have to be like... No, we're, we're not famous. We don't have to be intellectual. We don't have to have any sort of base in sort of any sort of academic lives or anything. No. We're just people talking shite. Yeah, two guys shooting the breeze. That's pretty much yeah. it. So, yeah. um Mike, how's it going? Are, have I are you just have I disturbed your lunch? Actually, you have because I uh, forgot that I was doing this today and uh, just saw an email as I was cracking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential, like your breakfast. It will get you up and going. Learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. Give you energy like buck and if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> we haven't done it. Some mayonnaise on your lips there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I did? I made um, a cheese sandwich and I made I put mayonnaise and ketchup in to make a sort of a cheap man's Mary Rose sauce. Oh, yeah. Even though a well-known uh, ketchup and mayonnaise manufacturer have actually started producing their own sort of squidged up version it's not as good yeah it doesn't have as much ketchup you're still going to add ketchup to their own uh okay good to know yeah so so just cheese and mayonnaise and a cup of tea that 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 was it it would have been a little bit uh more there's actually some uh grilled uh sort of cheesy um cauliflower and broccoli in the oven which i actually stumbled across on my way out while i was trying to lash the uh Mayonnaise covered Edam cheese down my gob. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. And so, then all of a sudden, I got involved in a. Uh, you know, I'm passionate about sport. Yeah, you love the sport, yeah. Yeah, I love I love the, the sport. Yeah, um, I I I, uh, I got involved in a GAA group. There's a guy who I work with who, um, when he said once that I, I said, well, I, we were sitting down having lunch, and I said, Jesus, I love the Clash of the Oak. And he went, oh, Jesus Christ, do you know nothing? I was being ironic, but I don't know anything about Gaelic Athletic Association stuff. So I spent a lot of time reading up on GAA stuff. Okay. And um, 
He then put me into a GAA group of loads of people who are really interested at sort of club and local level hurling and football and whatever. And I just throw the odd random uh, sort of phrase in or something. It's just, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's great because it, it keeps them because I start reading stuff based on the laws of GAA and why it doesn't happen and the money and all this sort of stuff. And I question it at that level and they don't like it at all. No. They don't, you know, they're, they're so sort of drilled in on what's happening in their club at this time that they're not looking over at the overarching management and sort of somebody, for instance, went to uh, play a match in County Limerick last night and it was at JP McManus's place. Well, his where, whoever he sponsors, I don't know. And it was like literally state of the art. It was like, it was like watching the Olympics for all intents and purposes. It was like, it was like going to Tokyo as opposed to somewhere down in sort of West Clare. And um, I was saying, well, every GAA pitch in the country should have changing facilities like that. You know, how much do they get in Croke Park for stuff? And how much do people pay? And how much do people... Where's the money, boys? And they're getting money from the money, the, the government as well. And it's like, oh! So I just dropped that bomb, and now I've put that on mute for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the big one. But the, other, the, the point I would always make about the GAA is that... Like my daughter plays, my son plays. If he's in the mind to, uh, he, he's, he's he might turn up for the odd match if they're lucky. Be lucky to have him, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I up until very recently played hurling, and it's for the whole family. It's like a hundred and forty euro for the year, or something maybe hundred fifty euro for the year for the three of us and my wife as well, if she wants to use it. And that means we could, we could, you know, potentially use the gym. You can go down and use the pitches to for a run around, or and and the bar is there as well. Um. And obviously the kids get training. That's all for free, and they get play. They play matches or whatever. And you might have to pay a little bit towards jerseys, or you know maybe bring a couple of euro along to every training session. And they build up a bit of a, a pot then, and then get jerseys at the end of the year, whatever. But I'm just like, if you if you were to join a gym or any other club or a golf, imagine if you want to be a member of a golf club. First of all, they wouldn't let you if you're a woman. Some of them. Uh, and second of all, if, oh. if you well, there was only one left in Ireland, I think they now allow women in. Can, can we can we then therefore discuss the LGFA? You could, yeah, yeah, which is not recognised by the GAA, is it? The well, Gaelic no, re- football, yeah, recognised. It's not just not. It's not under the umbrella. It's a separate organisation. Yeah, but, which is like, like, yeah, the chicks could do that stuff over there because it's only football. It's not really hurling, which is camogie and given a different name. It's all it's all very sexist, misogynistic, and sort of uh, money grabbing, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm just looking at it from somebody who knows nothing about it, apart from having read stuff that's not because i've no interest i just read sort of on the periphery mm. you know you've no skin in the game as it were no oh no skin in the game i like that yeah i think uh i think yeah i mean lots of people question where where the money goes but um i mean there are a lot of if you look at like say for instance we've got in kildare we've got the county grounds say in newbridge you've got the county grounds so we've got conlets so all of if you're if you're like the finals for kildare so if you're from a tie or from League slip or from Selbridge or and you're in the final, you're going to play it in Newbridge in, in the county grounds in St. Connors. Now that's due to be upgraded. I don't know. I think the money comes from they get some money from headquarters and then they have to raise some money locally. Um, but then also we have a place called Hawkfield, which is a state-of-the-art four-pitch uh training facility. So, like if you make the county team or you know, if you're if you're playing in a final underage, under 16, under 14, you play that play that in one of the pitches in Hawkfield, you know. Um so and every 
every county would have a, like a sort of a like a, a an ex a, a, uh, what would you call it? Uh, center not, of excellence. Center of excellence. Yeah, and they're yeah, trying. But, to, they're trying to build them up. You know. But do they? Because West Clare is, I think, football, and yeah, East Clare you, is, is. Yeah, but is you play on of, the you play on the beach or in a field full of cattle or something like that. You that's know, it. It's no different. money. There's no infrastructure. It's different. What, how, that's how, how you ever... want it. That's how you want it. You you tell when when the GA arrive down with the money, you go fuck off. We're playing here on this fucking. We're going to plan that fucking field. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, well, a sponge. I'm after finding on the beach, but the I don't need a ball. ball. We need a fucking net for the <laughs> cliffs some more because the ball keeps going over the side. And, and Marty Morrissey is from here. How's that? How, square that circle. Although he's not obviously from the GAA, but you know what I mean? It's just, it, it, it seems to me that the GAA is not sort of um, like soccer, like, you know, like, it, like some places yeah. get lots of money and some people don't, but it's, it's, Kind of, I think to say, I'm not going to say it's corrupt at the top, but there certainly seems to be money floating in one direction and not coming back down again. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, there's possibly money silos where it just goes and just stays. And just, I don't, I don't think anybody's like profiting from it. I don't think there's anybody like, I don't think there's anybody who's involved in the GA headquarters, like living in a mansion, driving a gold, a gold Bentley. Um, so, but they're probably just like, it's probably a little bit. I don't want to compare them to the Catholic Church. Oh no, exactly. It's, 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 it is exactly <laughs> the same. They they were the administrators. They they are fantastic. You know that that it's exactly the same. Hold on to what you've got. Hold on to the land. Hold on to the money. Whatever you do, if you no, if you, I'm sure the tenureship of the management of the GA is to listen when you you when you become the managing director or whoever it is of the GA, you you pass on to the next fella a bit more money mm. and a bit more land and job done, no matter what's happened to the actual game. I'm sure at that level, yeah, um, there's a certain amount of sort of, you know, it's got to be politicky and trying to get government money as well. Um, yeah, I had no idea we were going to talk about GA. <laughs> well, why not? I, I never thought in a million years I would, uh, I would, um, I would be talking to you about you no. Know, you you brought it up. I would never have brought yeah. it up. I'd never bring up there the GA. Go. But I I, I met Mar- Marty Marcy. Well, I've met Marty Marcy a few times. But I I remember one time being down at uh, the Willie Clancy Festival in oh yeah in Milltown Malbay yeah and uh, it was just we were just out and we were having pints. It was someone's one of my friends' stag. So that was the weekend. It was the Willie Clancy Brilliant. Festival and there was music. We were, and some of the lads play. Some of my friends play trad music and they were. In, joining in some of the sessions and we were wandering around the town from pub to pub drinking and up to all sorts. The next thing, Marty Morrissey was just there. <laughs> he just, I don't know, he kind of just joined in. He wasn't like, he doesn't drink or anything, but he was just like around the town. And, you know, we were kind oh, of Oh yeah, like, but he's always there. And he's, 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 he's really, really good with his time. He will yeah. like, if there's any fundraiser, a shirt to be sort of scrawled with his initials or he'll turn up to a school, he will turn up literally to the opening of an envelope to sort of raise money for somebody, not necessarily GAA or whatever, but just for somebody, mm. you know, a kids, you know, I think kids, um, communions and confirmations got sort of cancelled so he was kind of standing in schoolyards and they can come up and sort of do the the old not a selfie but you know six feet within within six feet of marty morrissey but i i see him a lot um when he's down here he cycles very wide man very like hugely wide shoulders Mm. like hugely wide shoulders and when he wears um he cycles and when he when he wears a high-vis jacket he actually fills the jacket the width He's not right. fat. He's just, he's like he's really wide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his shoulders actually are the, 
shoulders. Yeah, and he, yeah. he would fill an XXL high-vis jacket with his shoulders. And you can see the high-vis, and then he'll smile. And it's like an extra level of high visibility. <laughs> you get this horizontal beam. It's like, close your mouth, I can't see where I'm going. <laughs> I've, dip, dip your headlights. Dip your, dip, dip your head, your teeth. Dip your teeth. I've uh, I've played football with him actually. Uh, soccer. He's not bad. He's oh yeah, yeah. Not I'm bad. Sure you know, he can, fit, yeah. can get around the pitch. You know, he's not. I wouldn't say he's great. He's okay. You know, he could pass him a ball and he'd pass it to somebody else. You know. Um, Funny you say he plays football because I met Kenny Dalglish once, and he was as wide as he's tall. Mm. Not not fat. He he's his his ass is probably three times the size of mine. In stocky. Way. Not even, he's just kind of like, I, I don't know, he reminded me of that cartoon. You remember the children's program where the the, 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 the boy was a cartoon in Dublin? Um, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like that. Where in shorts, he was just kind of like this man with a head and not much of a neck. But his his body was very, very wide, like hugely wide. Is it like, I kept, because he was standing next to Alan Hansen. Who was tall and thin and sort of once you look into Alan Hansen's eyes, you're, oh, yeah. oh, you're his man. forever. Yeah. Oh, it was like diving into the ocean. It was like the Maldives. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you just want him to just hold you and talk to you. Oh, I just wanted to collapse into his arms. Oh, he started arguing with me anyway, but that's neither here nor there. I think we've told that story before about I don't think you have. It was actually we did that story because it was your nephew's um interest in photography. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. showing the two lads around, and I was saying, that's a view from the 14th. Ah, it's not a view from the 14th wall. I go, no, no, it is. That's what I was there when it was taken. That, Paul, is not. And he's only played the, 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 the course once. I'm telling you now that that is not a view from the 14th, Paul. Right? I was there this morning. That's not it. And he's literally getting chesty, sort of, you know, nose to nose, kind of, all right, Paul. And Kenny Douglas, we don't want to want for fuck's sake. He knows what he's talking about. Well, that was... That yeah, was an anglicised yeah. version of Kenny Thaglish because he is almost incomprehensible. Mm, yeah, he is yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I happened to I happened to watch an old interview when he's just signed for Liverpool on on the computer the other day, and I literally couldn't understand what he was saying. But he's a great footballer. That's all that matters. Exactly. Um, uh, and they, 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 I was listening to somebody talking about regional accents this morning, and uh, they were talking about an old English football manager who went and took over Ajax or something in the Netherlands and normally they try and speak a bit of the language you know when they go to Spain they kind of go hola uh, you know it was fantastico and uh, with the kind of Liverpooly accent yeah and this guy famously I think it's probably out there on the internet did it in the uh, he did it in a Dutch accent he spoke English yes well it was uh, very good it, uh, today it was a great game for us here uh, yeah. with, uh, with... <laughs> that was what's his name he was the it was I think it was the England manager for a while and he Tony Jones or something something like that got kind of the two first names or yeah there was um there was a couple of them yeah what was his name because there was a famous time there was a famous game where it started raining and he he was he was carrying an umbrella on the sideline which is you know you just don't do that as a football manager you don't stand on the sideline with an umbrella (laughs) you get wet yeah your players are on the pitch you're part of the team Yeah. yeah you get wet um so have you been it's been a while i feel like it's been a while it's it's been an awful lot. It's been an awful long time. Um, we we only put out a podcast. I don't know what happened. The wheels fell off. We got busy, um, and I feel like I've cheated on us. Why? What happened? What? Yeah. Have you been uh, on another podcast? No, I, I've been listening to another podcast. Ooh. I've been listening to Tommy and Hector. Oh, that's okay. It's a good podcast. 
It's a great podcast. And the reason I feel I've been cheating on us is because I, I feel that we could just slide into that show. We, <laughs> we could just be sitting in the back like Larita, kind of laughing and going, no, 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 pull, pull, pull Hector back. He's off. Pull him in. Pull him in there. Because that's what she kind of does. She pulls his reins in. Yeah. But I found it. I, 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 for some reason, I set it to download all of the, the podcasts. So when I was looking for a podcast the other day, I went on to the Acast Network, which actually supports this uh, podcast. Yes, we love Acast. I love Acast. And um, it downloaded everything. So I started listening to Tommy, Hector and Lorita from the beginning. And I got about 10 or 12 in and it was just too rich. It was like, um, yeah, it was like it was like a creamy, mushroomy kind of thing. It was just a little bit too much. I was going to get indigestion had yeah. I not, you know, because I was in and out to work, and it was one sort of episode every day. I don't don't get me wrong. I was crying with laughter, um, and I love, love, love the way Tommy Tiernan talks about drink, and I love the way Hector starts going on about um, when when Tommy starts saying something. He's like, he's kind of he's back from the microphone. And he starts doing that. And then you're one kind of, no, 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 lads, get back to what you were saying. And they're just, it's like herding a pair of cats. Yeah. Not to say that she's there for that reason. No, she's no, very no, funny. Yeah, she's yeah. very, very funny in her own yeah. right. But it was just that listening to the two of them. But then, of course, I saw on Twitter that Hector's brother died. Yeah, he passed on. God rest him. Jesus. So then I got, I, I sort of fast forwarded. To listen to I, the last oh, one. Yeah, to listen to the last couple about, you know, uh, they're, oh, man alive, you know, crying with laughter and then literally shedding a tear for a man I'd never known. Yeah. You know, terribly. And in the middle of it, Tommy Jennings says, and I've an awful big horn on me. (laughs) (laughs) While your man was crying, while Hector is crying about his dead brother. Yeah, should I walk up with a big horn? (laughs) The horn was given to him by his dead brother, yeah. Yeah, it was it was great, and it is great, and I love that uh, it's a, they have a reverence, but uh, mm. an irreverence as well. Like as in, like it's like let's not take this too seriously, but let's give it the seriousness it needs. And like Hector was given loads of space and time to talk of his brother, yeah, and yeah. his funeral and all that kind of stuff, which was lovely. And then Tommy just like takes the legs from under him, tells him about his <laughs> erection because the last time he talked to Hector's brothers, he was at, talking to him about Viagra, so he knew <laughs> and a children's confirmation, <laughs> super strength Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was very poignant, and uh, I actually inquired about making appointments to get me me heart checked because uh, just because of yeah. that, I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah it was, I mean, obviously the man was fit and healthy, and then there was one that you know, the old arteries can can be doing different things and you don't know about it. So uh, yeah, Jesus, but it's a great podcast. Podcast recommendation of the week yes. from that's Mike, it from Mike there. Um, what you gave me a list of things that you want to talk about? So you're actually I kind of did, but I, you know we're never we're never going to get through any of them. We, are we're we? we're going to get through them today. We're going to get through. Yeah. Them. Is th- so have you been working? How come? How come? You, is today you, your only day off? Yeah, you you fucked off on holidays. I think is the uh, yeah, <laughs> the <best laughs> which threw a spanner in the world. Are you ready to? Are you ready to record? Ah, actually, I'm in Cork on holidays. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even think about. It. I was like, yeah. I totally shut off. I totally shut down. I totally quite turned, right. Absolutely off. quite yeah. right. Yeah, I'd noticed you were off Twitter and everything. I thought, do you know what? That man needs a break. He's talking to Luke. 
he's uh, he's getting his head red. He probably needed his head red a little bit. He probably needed to be to have some colouredy time with his wife. So I just thought, you know what, I'm going to leave you alone. So I didn't text you or anything. Oh yeah, well, like, we, yeah, and it was nice to take a break because we've been doing this since the lockdown started. At one stage, yeah. we tr- we tried to do it twice a week, and then... I think we actually did three a week once, and it was a total. <laughs> we made a balls of one. There was the episode that never went out. Oh yeah, I should put that out. Yeah, you should actually, because that was you cowering in a room having had a fight with your wife. <laughs> and you were whispering, I- I've done this setup in here. So hold on a sec, she's outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then you slagged off Pat Kenny and I was like, uh, I'm, oh, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be on the Pat Kenny show yeah. every week or every, every month. Yeah, the Jesus beat machine was going to have to go nuts that week. Yeah, so that, probably that, better off it's just left for the no, hour. I'll put it out at some stage. Uh, <laughs> why do you want to talk about Revolut? Oh, oh, I, I didn't know whether we were going to be able to mention that name, but obviously we are. So, so everybody's been, um, every time somebody pays for something within distance of me you get groups of young people coming in to where i work or in a shop or whatever and they'll be like you get the coffees in and I, yeah i'll revolution in a minute yeah and i'll revolution yeah how much do i yeah beep, beep, and they've all got their phones out i thought you know what i'm gonna get revolute so i stuck revolute uh, i got revolute i put 50 quid in and now i don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> i got a sec hold that thought there for a second hold on don't say, don't go out of your chair you you Sorry, Charlie was just scratching the carpet there and uh, wrecking me buzz. Um, so you got Revolut and you've got 50 quid and now you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I can't spend it. I can't see any way of spending 50 quid that I have on my Revolut app now. But if you're in the shop and you buy, you pick up like a, what would you buy, what would you pick up in the shop? Like you, you don't buy a newspaper, do you? No, I, I buy things in shops. I don't normally shoplift anything in a shop. That's no, but like, 50 quid. yeah. So pop into a news agent for something. Yeah. Like I, I found once I stopped buying newspapers or once I stopped maybe work, I don't pop into a shop anymore. Like I might pop in if we need bread or something, go, go into the local shop. But I don't like, say for instance, I don't buy fags. I don't buy lottery tickets. I don't buy newspapers. So I don't necessarily have to go into like the local do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Uh, I do, and I don't know why I did it because of my cards tap and everything. But do you, you obviously have Google Pay on your phone or Apple Pay? Yeah, and that's what you use through your Revolut, do you? Is that how you? Yeah, so you can top up your Revolut. So what I would do is I like give myself money, pocket money, and that's in my Revolut. So I don't go into, I don't top, I don't go near the bank account. I just like give myself hundred euro, fifty euro, whatever I need for the week, and that's it. So how do you, how do you actually spend the money? For, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I I don't have I I can't get Google Pay or whatever on my phone ah. because of the people I bank with don't do it. But you should be able to tap with your with Revolut on your phone. How, how the fuck do you? I, I just opened the app and you got fifty quid in here and and like I I'm embarrassed to go into a shop to buy an ice cream or something and go because <laughs> I'd have to ask the young person behind to show me. Well, you have to set it up as a card. Do you know what I mean? As you would your bank card. Yeah. Well, you see, I, for some reason, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you take a so, picture of it and, and all that kind of stuff. But I don't have a card. I don't have an actual Revolut card, you see. Ah, you see, you should have asked for a Revolut card. What's the fucking point of that? That's just an extra bit of plastic. <laughs> surely, surely it just should be like, you get the app, you put 50 quid in. It's like Paddy Power. And if you want to put 20 quid on a horse, you just fucking hit the 20 quid on a horse. Not that I'm saying gambling is the same as buying ice creams or newspapers, but 
probably is really you're gambling with your heart health yeah i'm trying to think of how how i use revolut um i think i mostly use it to give my children money or to pay for takeaways or uh, yeah um but you use it on your phone i use it on my phone yeah and then like my son has a revolut card and i'll top him up every now and then my if my daughter wants petrol or whatever i might give her money or she might give like we we revolute like so I might revolute yeah. my wife a few quid if she was somewhere and she was stuck. So yeah, I don't know. It's mostly yeah, but I, I can tap it in the shop as well. Yeah, you see, I, I don't have a card. They were trying to charge me eight quid for a card. It's like I already have a tapping card. What the fuck do I want to do that? Yeah. I just thought, why why do I need this level of shit in my life? I can well, just well, well your friends like the lads you carpool with, do they have revolute? One of them does, but everybody kind of, he's a young fella. And I said, what do I do? Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll revolute you some whatever. And I was like, I don't want any money from you. <laughs> listen, listen, just leave your 50 quid in your revolute and then something will happen. And you go, ah, ah, now. Yeah, I'll be stuck on some fucking island somewhere after a plane crashes. Now, yeah, I'll revolute my way out of this. <laughs> and, the, and the guy will go, no, we don't take revolute. <laughs> But you'll be. But if you if you're somewhere and, and someone buys you coffee and you don't have the money on you, you'd, I'll just revolute you the three quid or whatever it is. Okay, they yeah. they have to have revolute though. No, no. Oh yeah, they have to have revolute. Yeah. See what's the fuck? <laughs> about? Yeah, I I just I I'm gonna get rid of it. Don't get rid like, of it. Hold I don't on, I have to get the fifty quid back. <laughs> yeah, I got a card for my son, and I signed him up for one, and then it was like, oh, and I put thirty quid on it, and. I've discovered you can't have your own Revolut card and account unless you're over 18. So by the, so it came around to me putting his date of birth in or his oh. pa- passport into it, you know. So there's 30 quid in an account for him there when he's 18. He'd be delighted. That's how Revolut make money. Yeah, the fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> We're sponsored by it. We're sponsored by it. We're going to be sponsored by it. Yeah, we love Revolut. Yeah, maybe we can get the managing director of Revolut on <laughs> to see how the fuck we get actually take my money back. Anyway, yeah, uh, Revolut. <laughs> if anybody knows how Mike can get his money back or what he can do at Revolut, yeah. you can email the show. It's uh, <laughs> keepwatchpod at gmail.com, I think. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, there were other things I was going to talk about, but I actually, I actually listened to a, a great radio program before coming on air. I was listening to James O'Brien. You know, oh, James yeah, O'Brien. you love James O'Brien. I love James O'Brien. And every week, James O'Brien does a program called The Mystery Hour, okay. which is also a podcast, which is my second podcast of the week. Woo. Um, so if you go to the James O'Brien um, Mystery Hour podcast, it is a self-contained podcast which just has the mystery hour in it. So it's for children of all ages can listen to this. There's no highfalutin sort of uh, nothing to scare the horses. And if you're going on a car journey, you could get one or two of them. And it just explains really interesting things. And he gets professors on to talk about stuff. Or the answer could be, I learned that in a pub quiz last night, which is as relevant as you having a, a doctorate in biochemistry. Okay. Anything you can, you know, any any opinion you have, as long as it's a good, sort of solid argument and it makes sense, he'll take it as a, an answer. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So as a flavour of that, I actually was walking around the house and I thought I'll, I'll I'll regurgitate some of the questions. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Yeah. So so 
Olympic, right? I how know do you're... the questions? How do the questions get to him? Sorry. So um, he starts off question uh, the, the the mystery hour by saying question or answer, and people say, "I've got a question for you, James." So they so it's callers. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Yes, yeah, brilliant. So, so first geezer rings in is, why is it uh, Team GB and not Team UK? Good one. A very good answer. Yeah. A very good question. Oh, you're listening to it now. Leading Britain's conversation. History Hour with James O'Brien. The Mystery Hour. Um, so, yeah, go on. So why is it, why is it uh, Team GB and not Team UK? Well, they thought it had something to do with, um, oh, what's the country? Um, the Isle of Man, Jersey. Yes. it's Well, it, it, it's the United Kingdom is the... is. Great Britain and Northern Ireland, mm. but of course it does take into consideration all the little islands around the place. So it's GB. It's under this thing. It used to have a different name, but the Olympic Committee changed it to Team GB. Uh, isn't it? Is it? Is it? It's not G, Great Britain and Northern Ireland, then, is it? It's just Team no, GB. It's oh. Team GB. Yeah, yeah. Because Northern, if it was Team GB and Northern Ireland, it would exclude all the sort of the the little islands, Isle of Man, and all that sort of stuff who compete, and some the Argentinian islands, the Falklands and stuff. Not Argentinian, obviously. Hey, <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah, just yeah. gave it back. You just gave it back. Woo! You got more <laughs> on me, Argy Bargies. Um, the other one, which I thought was fascinating, was the way, and I've, I know from your Twitter that you've been watching all these um, swimming and rowing and all those events, right? Yeah. And it's the numbering in lanes of swimming. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's all, it, it, it's How the wrong it way around. Yeah. It's, it goes from eight to over to one. So it reads left to right as in eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. People were trying to get their heads around it because do the judges or the whoever the adjudicators stand at the other side? So when they're looking at it, they're reading it one, one to, eight. to eight. Yeah, because yeah. from the television, eight is closest to the television. Yeah, exactly. So mm. when it says you're looking at lane two, you're already, you're already looking at lane seven, really, because your head is telling you from ever since you've been born, lane two would be the second one second in. Second one in. Yeah, but yeah. but as a as a veteran of olympic watching i've been watching i've been on my couch watching olympics yeah for, you have I'm, they're probably going to give me some sort of medal at some stage uh, <laughs> for watching the olympics um i'm probably i'm kind of a professional olympic watcher i know straight away where lane eight is i just want to say that you know it's the one closest you, to me yeah you probably would do but it's from a lifeguard rang in and it said and it's because um when you're learning to swim you learn at the other end Okay. So that lane is eight, one and through to eight. So it's actually the reverse because when you're swimming, you dive in to the deep end when you're doing an actual uh, competitively swimming. Yeah. <clears throat> regatta. So, yeah, a regatta or something. You dive in from the wrong end of the pool. Because you dive into the deep end and you turn <clears throat> at the shallow end. That exactly, is absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So as you're looking up the pool, that's that's lane one. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. That yeah, because I that makes absolute sense. It makes absolute sense. And it was just it was one of those questions that people were mauling an answer to, going, Well, if you sat on the other side where the camera is, and he's going, Well, the camera can be anywhere. Yeah, well, just take it that the camera is on the left of the geese to try it, and it's like <laughs> people get themselves <laughs> it. and you look at it there, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because like if you've got the numbers on your end, yeah. it's brilliant. So People come up with all these stupid things and then somebody comes out and goes, oh, my lifeguard, and it's down the other end, really. 
that's the only number you're interested in. Lane one, lane two, lane three. If you've got a load of swimmers going and you're teaching them how to do lengths. Yeah, because you get in, you get in on the, at the shallow end when you're starting. <clears throat> that is very yeah. interesting. And do you know, do you know why it was extraordinary that that young man from, I'm going to say the wrong country now, uh, a young man, he was 18 from a country that wouldn't normally do well in the swimming. He was in lane eight and he won the gold. Oh, that's um, unusual because normally they put the the really best swimmers in the middle so as not to give them the lane wake thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not in anybody else's turbulence. So if you're watching it and you're wondering, why are all the winners? I mean, m- maybe most people know this. You know, why are the w- Tunisian? He's Tunisian. Uh, so a Tunisian guy won. He got he won gold in the 400 meter freestyle and he was in lane eight. And that's why it was a shock because he wasn't the favorite at all. Yeah. Uh, and if you're in lane eight or if you're in lane one or lane two or lane seven, you've got the you've got the. The, the middle lanes have no, as you said, wake. You've no waves. You've no yeah. none of that current. You've just got your, you know, it allows you to go faster. Um, but anyway, that's a sort of a, a, a moot point. But that's besides the point. But it was great. I was delighted to see that kid win uh, from yeah, Tunis- I, Tunisia. I haven't watched any Olympics yet, and I know any? it's a no. I know it's a one in four year event and whatever. But I, I put it to the household last night. I said, lads, do you want to watch the Olympics or will we watch? Uh, a recording I have of 24 hours in A&E and everyone went 24 hours in A&E we oh, want to see man. someone die <laughs> oh. <laughs> I only watch the Olympics in case someone dies um, <laughs> but uh, but you, how can you not watch? I, I mean I've been getting up at like half six every morning staying up late getting up in the middle of the night like you can't you, there's no point no point watching it after your tea because all they're showing at that point is all the best bits from the night before that's, yeah, but you see, that that is the best. You see, I have n- zero, z- zero interest in sport, okay? So uh, for it to be interesting to me, I have to watch literally the highlights. I saw a fella falling off a bar last night, a parallel bar, brilliant. Yeah. He was like, what? And the other lads were giving it la da and they were supposed to do some triple inverted whatever, and he just went, foink, he would have been like me. It's say I got my first parallel bars and somebody started swinging me. Yeah, and put an elastic band on me, and then hit me in the face. That's what it would have looked like. He just went, "Wait, gone out out of the stadium." They've never seen him since. <laughs> and there was no way he was going to land on his feet like oh. you. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but, but but then you've missed the fact that the that the, the Finton and Paul won the gold for Ireland in the rowing. Oh, it's all over Twitter. Everyone's fucking drooling over him. Oh, isn't Cork great for boating and all the? I I couldn't give a shit. And I and, I, and that's across the board about any country. I don't give a fella a fuck whether any some Chinese fellas doing well <clears throat> holds no. I don't. I'm not into competitive stuff. You see, and and nobody in the house is really. And then, then skateboarding, you think, how can a fucking skate free? You know, how can he win a gold medal? Fucking skateboarding. The, the thing about it is, like, the, the Olympics. <laughs> if if you think the Olympics are about like gold, silver, and bronze, then you know, and you like, you clearly would confess to not having any interest in sport. But the most interesting things happen outside of the medals. I mean, there's it's great when Ireland win a medal, but like, like, there's brilliant stories of lads who you know, possibly who got to the Olympics. Like there's one young lad fight boxing for Ireland and uh, he got to the Olympics and he lost his first uh, match in the Olympics. We're very upset. 
but he got to the Olympics. He was an Olympian. He he took loans out from the credit union. He was from he's from Dublin, uh, the inner city. Like you know, he overcame so many hurdles and obstacles and 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 life issues that he like. It, there was a great interview with him and Des uh, Des Cahill from RT and at the afterwards, and he was crying because he was like he felt like he left let his family down. He had so much, you know, he really like he, he put he put his life on hold. This was his his dream to get to the Olympics. And then he lost his first fight. And uh, basically he, he came up against the world champion. So like he, he was unlucky, very unlucky in his draw. He should have got <laughs> like he was good enough to kind of maybe meet him in the final if, he, yeah, if the draw yeah. had gone his way. And Des was like, look, you're, you've made your family proud. The country are proud of you. And sure, look, you're here. You're an Olympian and no one will ever take that away from you. And it was it was a great moment of humanity. Absolutely. And there's a lot of uh, people who are migrants to this country who are now representing this country. And that's great. There are great. I, I get you. I mean, there's loads of stories, but people weeping over Des Cahill, the way he asked and spoke to that young fellow. Nah, that's that his job. That was no, his it was job. Lovely. It was lovely because he became human for a moment. <clears throat> He's only human, isn't he? But I think, <laughs> I, in fact, I've been following somebody on Twitter and uh, I don't know who it was and I might have liked it or something, but I think what they should do to make the Olympics more interesting is get somebody like me to do like, this is what they should like normal people running a hundred meters, right? Yeah. Can't even make it to 70. And then you watch Usain Bolt or one of the greats go, you know, and not even break a sweat and me doing a pole vault, you know, ah. Yeah, I, I should, pay money to see normal people do stuff. Yeah, I was saying, I said at one point, instead of sending athletes to the Olympics, because we, at one point we weren't winning anything, I was like, we just mm. should send like s- Irish celebrities. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Tw- send Twink to do the 100 meters <laughs> breaststroke, you know, whatever, you know, just dust in the turkey. Just be a bit of crack. But apparently, you have to get, you have to get us, <laughs> apparently, you have to, you have to be. You should be able to do it in a certain time to get to the Olympics. So that wouldn't <laughs> Imagine work. the long jump and some fella just fucking zigging. Brezzy, Brezzy. Yeah, Brezzy. He'd be all right. Yeah, going flat out and throwing zig and zag. He could... <laughs> Those lads are going fucking miles, lads. What? Blind boy with a plastic bag in his head trying to do the, <laughs> trying to do the marathon. And Whilst va- holding a television. Vaping at the same time. Oh, Jesus, I'm fucked. Um, but uh, the other thing I was going to say to you, yeah, there's two people, there's two types of people in the world when oh. it comes to sport, right? Oh, okay. So I, I saw this uh, recently on a tweet. So this is how it works. This guy, so this guy plays, was playing for Athlone Town, scored this wonder goal from the halfway line, like just kicked from the halfway line, lobbed the keeper. I think they ended up drawing the game. It was great goals, amazing. There's a thing called the Puskas Award, which is, you know, the greatest goal in the world that year. Okay. And sometimes you get Irish, Irish people might get nominated. So people are saying this should be in the Puskas, you know, and uh, it was a great goal. And like, so I saw it on Twitter. I was like, oh my God, what a great goal. Straight away, the first comment underneath was, what the fuck was the goal yet? Like, they're, that's the two like you know you've got people who just like were just delighted at this guy and the goal he got yeah. or whatever and then you've got the other people that just see like it's positive and negative and then he's like what the fuck is the goal he couldn't enjoy the moment for the guy scoring the goal he was basically saying he only scored that goal because the goalkeeper was shite so he's taking the goodness out of it for himself absolutely yeah i mean i particularly enjoyed the irish women's team didn't they get the goal of the year two years ago or something yeah um, it went viral it was a lovely goal she plays for P-Mount. Uh, Roach, I think, was her name. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a great goal. But, and you um, know what? I'd actually watch women's um, soccer. Yeah. I think it's much better than men's soccer. It can much be, Much more yeah. skill. It's really flighty and sort of light. And like it's like watching a ballet as opposed to watching thing. And plus, they're all relatively attractive as well. So a, There's a bit more sort of... Uh, they're not as... In, it's not as intense. There's a bit more room for sort of like... Yeah. You know mistakes or for you know it's, it's a bit more natural i think yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bit more fun it's probably more like what men's football was a few years ago that yeah was, without the aggression without the aggression yeah but there's plenty yeah. of aggression jesus christ oh jesus oh yeah. they would <clears throat> i often have women fighting over me when they see one woman pulling the other one's ponytail yeah oh that's not good yeah. yanking the head back oh oh by the hair oh um, we're talking about football. <laughs> um, so, uh, so there you go. What was your uh, what was what was the other question? If we get back to the um, the oh, here's a great one. James Why? O'Brien. James O'Brien's Irish, I presume, is he? Uh, no, he's not. No, 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 no. He he was he's actually adopted. Um, he doesn't know where he came from, but he was okay. adopted by an, a guy called James O'Brien or Mister O'Brien, who was. Uh, a telegraph colonist, um, and they adopted him. And I think he was of Irish extraction. And James O'Brien, when anybody comes on with an Irish accent, he goes, they go, how are you, James? He goes, I'm grand, thanks. <laughs> he always slips into an Irish accent. But his show was all about accents. Brilliant. Um, so Roman numerals. Do you ever give this any thought? Why they're always at the end of the credits on TV and films? I feel like I know the answer to this. Ah, you should do being a big media head, but I guarantee you won't know it. I bet I, I bet I heard the, I bet I knew the answer to this and I've forgotten it. <clears throat> um, oh, I feel like I know the answer to this. Yeah, you should do. It's got, got to do with what you do for a living now. Oh, has it, to, well, what's it got to do with advertising? More marketing, really. Okay. No, I don't know the reason then. So, um, so you watch a film, yeah, and you see BBC or Netflix MCVLI11X or whatever, and you kind of go, it doesn't. So you can't date it in your head, right? So you think that's a really good, relevant film. So you kind of think that's that's a good film. So people get away with not dating a film because people are less likely to watch something if it's got made in 1988, and it will change their opinion of it afterwards. But it actually came around because of American distributors in the old days. They couldn't get from Hollywood to, I don't know, out of Wisconsin or whatever. So the people who were getting the reels of, you know, they might have been used in, I don't know, Alabama and then go over to Georgia or whatever. They were effectively out of date. They had to date them, but they didn't want to tell people that they were dated. So people might have been watching it. 1920s movie in 1921 okay and it's sort of it's not to do with dating so they always put that on as not to sort of advertise the actual date so that they could sell it as a new movie it's coming to town next week okay and i don't know why they'd bother putting a date on it that was the other geezer was like why did i put a date on it i don't know that was just the answer but it was very interesting even to think about why why we would have roman numerals at the end of something yeah yeah. And, I, I, it, and that wasn't a conclusive sort of yes or no answer. So that was that was the general sort of consensus. Two or three people rang up with that. But, but it could just be, you know, 
that's that's just been left hanging there. Yeah, I feel like I I I I feel like I thought I knew what it was, but it wasn't that. So maybe I didn't. Maybe it's just bullshit. Yeah, you're not allowed to Google stuff for this program either. Okay, I like this. I like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start listening to this podcast. Do definitely, and when your kids are in the car, because it's really interesting, mm. and especially when the kids ring in, you know, uh, it's fantastic. Why, you know, yeah, moths fly to the light because they're attracted to the moon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they just fly to the moon? Because they mistake the lights. They think it's the moon. It's like nah, it's, nah. no, it's like those little turtles that that have to go to the have to head towards the moon. And they yeah. and they and they don't head out to sea. They head towards the lights of the town that used to be there. Yeah, but why don't why why don't to, what 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 would in like the evolution of a moth make it climb to higher skies? Say there's no lighting around yeah. a thousand years ago. Yeah. So there's no light bulbs left on. Mm. The world is dark. What makes a moth go to the moon? I don't know. Yeah, that's the that's a ten thousand dollar question. Nobody knows. It's more than ten thousand. It's a ten billion dollar question. Maybe they're just maybe that they're just stupid. Maybe they're just being made to fly as far as they can. So they try and fly to the moon, but they get tired and then they land wherever they are. And that means that they're like whatever, twenty miles away. Could be, yeah, could be. That's that's a, that is a relevant. Uh, and if he said and you said that to him, uh, it go. That's quite a good answer. We'll give you a clap for that, Liam. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start listening to this uh, live. Do definitely. Um, can I can I say something to you that you might be able to answer for me? Then go for it. There's um, a theory that you know the way we we talk about caterpillars and someday they turn. You know, if you, you could be a caterpillar and turn into a beautiful butterfly someday. Mm, beautiful. There's um, a theory now that the caterpillars and the butterfly are two separate animals. Uh, well, I... and the cat and the and the the a butterfly grows out of what is left of a caterpillar, but the caterpillar basically dies. It doesn't turn into a butterfly. It's a separate thing. Well, I suppose that's where the whole metamorphosis comes from, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, when you get, when you get a metamorphic rock, it's heated. It's some chemical sort of, you know, makes it into a rock that it wasn't, mm. you know, by superheating. So it, it becomes greater or lesser than the sum of its parts by have going through some sort of a chemical change. So is there, I don't know, I've never heard this before, but I'm assuming that people are saying uh, your moth kind of rolls up, puts himself, sort of weaves himself in a load of silk, mm. and then something happens in there. I don't know how anybody's ever, I think people have, have got them at certain stages and sort oh. of cut them open and to see what's happened and dissected them and whatever. Um, no one's ever but, put a camera into it. No, I suppose you couldn't, could you? I don't know whether you could or not. It's Maybe like that's what we should do. It's like when do you remember the do you remember the ad for do you know eclairs the toffees? Yeah. And the ad suggested that the, that the center was in the heart shape. Yes. And you try and cut the eclair in half to see if it was a heart. They were lying bastards. It wasn't a heart. No, no, no. The amount of time and money I spent eating eclairs. Yeah. Cutting them or just trying to bite them in half because there was a seam around the corner, mm. or else just rubbing them on your tongue so you could get through and sort of get through to that bit where you finally got the chop, and then, no. Yeah, it was. Never. There was never a heart there. It's like trying to see at what point does the does the light stay on the fridge when you're closing the door. You That's never, a mystery. You can never find that out. What's what's your next um, Jams O'Brien question? Uh, uh, well, one that they didn't really get to the end of was He's why are humans <laughs> right-handed? Why are humans predominantly right-handed? Ah, 
Um, and it, it seems to be that left-hand side of the brain drives the right hand, uh, and then the right hand drives the left. One is communication, so therefore it's driving that, but it doesn't explain why 10% of the population are left-handed. And it certainly doesn't. There's some professor came on from Brighton and said, well, James, that's all very good and whatever, but um, uh, kangaroos are left-handed, all of them. <laughs> it was just like, wow, oh, <laughs> what, a, what a statement to come shit. out with. Yeah, yeah. What a that's it that that's great. So yeah, so the, everybody was making all these. Yeah. I love that shit. Neanderthal was this, that, and the other, and it was uh, something to do with holding stuff in his teeth, whilst um, the the teeth that they were the, the jaw muscle was supposed to be stronger on the left side, so he'd hold stuff on um, with his right with his left hand, right jaw stronger than the left jaw due to biting on leather straps to do something with the left hand whilst using the right hand to deftly sharpen or do something else. And it was like complete tosh. And then this guy rang up about the kangaroo and just went that. Okay. Yeah. All right. End of lads. Wow. So that still hasn't been. No, I think there's, there's a lot uh, that's never been proven. That's and the guy who rang in was left-handed. No way. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was foolish. He was just sticking up for left-handed people. Yeah, but he communicated he very well though. He was just leftist. Yeah, left us. Um, Any more? Yeah, I why do this. we... Let's why, just do why? a podcast where you, ask, <laughs> where you get the questions of the mystery hour and then ask them back to me. <laughs> this is actually plagiarism, but I, I just found it so interesting. I stopped in my tracks. But um, why do we feel hot? Last week it was really hot. Yeah. And it's 30 degrees. What's your internal temperature? Um, I feel like I should know that. Uh, it's probably like... 42 degrees. Oh, <laughs> you get your temperature taken, don't you? Uh, yeah. what's, what's a high well, temperature? 36 to 38, so it's around that. Sort okay. Of dark, right? Yeah. So why do we feel hot when it's 30 degrees outside? Because we're hotter than that anyway. Um, why do we feel... Because, um, because, because our skin isn't that hot. Our skin is on the outside. Like, the, the, heat, the heat's on the inside. No, sure. That's of course. If you put, if you put, if you take your temperature on your forehead, yeah, 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 yeah. Your ear, your ear canal is burning up. It's on fire. Yeah, it's just because we're like the guy came on. A professor came on and said, "Listen, we are effectively like a car. We have a radiator. We have evolved to live in cooler climates than our own body temperature. So we don't notice the heat." When it's 20 degrees, we might feel a little bit hot, but if we go for a walk and we sweat, we feel cooler all of a sudden. Our body is always trying to keep itself at a regulated temperature by burning sugars and, you know, at a cellular level, heating up and heating up and heating up. And then we're just trying to radiate it through our skin. That's all we're trying to do. But when it gets to 30, 35 degrees, nothing's cooling us. Okay. We became the same. Uh, even though it's it's even it could be two or three degrees warmer or colder, we still feel like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I'm going to die of heat exhaustion. So we're trying to cool ourselves down from the inside out as opposed from the outside in with the cold drinks and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, interesting, very interesting wow. stuff he talked about. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, plagiarism. Like it's all well, plagiarism. <laughs> We've made a show based on. James <laughs> There was something else I wanted to talk about. You had a text there for me. You said jam and butter or something. (gasps) I had 
I had a day the other day. I got up for work the other day and I yeah. was on a run of six or seven days together and whatever. And I was just like, oh. And I went to, I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I have a cup of tea. I have one slice of toast with jam, one slice of toast with marmalade, right? What? Yeah, for breakfast. So in the, in the morning you have toast, one with butter, one with, with jam, one no, marmalade. One with marmalade, one with jam. One with marmalade, one with jam? Yeah. Why? Because that's, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a jam day and sometimes a marmalade day. So I always kind of uh, mix it up. <laughs> what, what kind of uh, jam? Just strawberry? <clears throat> it's actually, Sally, I make some uh, uh, blackberry sort of jelly. I don't oh, like nice. pips. I don't really like fruit. Like, like, bra- <laughs> like bramble jelly. You're bramble jelly. It. It's exactly bramble jelly. That is you're, it. Yeah. you're only in it for the sugar. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. And I, I had some, oh, I made a mistake of buying sugar-free marmalade. What's the fucking point of that? <laughs> Might as well just eat a fucking sole of a shoe with bitter shit on it. It's crap. Anyway, um, hadn't happened in years. And I mean years. I can't remember the last time this happened. Two new pots were needed. You always get through them at different rates. Two pot, brand new pots. No way. Oh, it was like fucking Christmas. Because <laughs> there's nothing like that first kind of, you first know, the knife. Jar, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No one's been there. No. No, it's like a virgin jar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, no, virgin jar. What? Yeah. Not, not comfortable with that analogy, but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're first to get in there with your with your knife uh, and spread it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop. If this was Hector now, he would be going, look at her go. <laughs> and you want the reason we going, oh, you can't do that. Stop yeah, it. we just stop. You see, we have a filter. We have a filter. We have a filter. That yes. was a, that, yeah, a, that never happened. That's a beautiful moment. How do you, like, was, were the, how did you, where were the other jam jars and were they definitely, like, was there not some jam left in them, like, that you could have? No, I had finished the uh, marmalade the day before mm. and Sally Ann had come down at a later time and finished the jam. Wow. So they were empty. They were gone. Wow. That's a once in a lifetime. It never happens. Never happens. Like it would never happen to anybody because you'd only be having marmalade for your breakfast. You wouldn't be yeah, having exactly. marmalade and jam. So it is literally the only time that's ever happened in the universe. Probably, I'm sure if you put it out there, people would have different spreads on their jet on no, their toast. No, of course they would. So people don't have time in the morning to have two spreads. You pick one, you go with it for the rest of your life. Oh no 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 no! Can't no, be no. having like what's the point of having two slices of toast, one with jam, one with marmalade? Just if you just have marmalade in the morning and jam is for jam is for tea time, lunch time. You know what I mean? It's not a breakfast no, condiment. No, I don't. It's not a breakfast spread. Uh, I don't concur. I mean, the, the, the last time anything happened like this in my life was in a, around 20, 2012 when Sally Ann accidentally broke an egg in the morning into a frying pan. Wow. And it was like, literally, sometimes the Lord gives you a mm. fried egg. Yeah. So I just put it on the pan and added some oil, and it was just like, wow. That was a gift from on high. Yeah, you were meant to have yeah. that egg. Were you going to have an egg yeah. that day? No. No, but, but you were being some told. Some days are a fried egg day, but I was being told. Yeah. The, the universe was talking to me. Des Cahill should have been in my kitchen crying. 
<laughs> he should have been interviewing you. And tell me what happened next. Tell me what happened next then, Mike. Have you any jam? Have you I, any marmalade? <laughs> I met him, actually. Um, and he was taking some time. It was the last Olympics. He got a monumental dose of the shits. He ended up in hospital. Oh, poor Dez. China. Yeah. And how did you meet Dez was only half the man he was supposed to be. He came down to uh, a hotel that I was working at um, for a bit of R and R for a week, like literally to or to sit down. Yeah, just to shit for a week. Yeah, I think not to shit for a week. God, poor Des. So he, he looked like he had been shitting for the week before. <laughs> before. So he just so so he just got some sort of bug when he was in China, was it? Yeah, yeah. God, love him, poor fella. He's a lovely man. I think he ended up in hospital. Jesus. Sorry to hear yeah. that, Des. Retrospectively, sorry to hear that, Des. When I was leaving RTE, he came up to me and said, yeah. he said, just, he said something like, just stick out, stick around, don't go anywhere. Uh, basically saying, if you hang around long enough, you get another job, you'd be grand. And uh, I was like, well, that's no fucking good to me, it, Des. I need a fucking job. I need a job now. <laughs> <laughs> he should have recorded that while we all cried. He was recording. <laughs> all right, we better. I better go. Go, go back to two. two go on. <laughs> Des Cal should just completely just turn up at fucking funerals and stuff, and where people are devastated, Sorry. car crashes and things. No, that's what he seems to be good at. Joe Duffy's doing that already. <laughs> on, on. that's Joe's gig. <laughs> Uh, Mike, you better go back to right. your. We didn't what, talk about anything we were going to talk about. Oh, we did. We did a little bit. What? You better go back to your. Um, what were you having before you left the house? Before you left, what was what was what were you supposed to have for lunch today? It, it was going to be uh, cheese and oh yeah, some sort of tomatoes. Uh, it's going to be really healthy and yeah. Then you end up just having a cheese and, and mayonnaise sandwich. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, look at the fucking texts. I'm on. It's like oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Um, this has been the Keith Walsh podcast. Yeah, with my friend Mike. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mike. You better go back to yeah. whatever it is you do in Clare. Uh, I, don't I don't know what it is. I think I'm going to sweep a floor now or something. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Acast. Thanks to Acast. The emails Pod at gmail.com. And thanks to James O'Brien for providing all the content for today's show. And the BBC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's LBC. Yeah. Okay. LBC. Miss you. See you, Mike. Good luck. Bye. Forgot to press record. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.